What's up, what's up? Another week, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, The Football Academy. I'm your spoon tonight with Braden and Will. How's it going, boys? Ah, it's a good it's a good evening. Uh, had a good Thanksgiving. I hope everyone who celebrates did. The turkey came out excellent. It's all about the brine, as, as I mentioned on the last podcast. Um, <laughs> have a good brine. You have a good turkey on Thanksgiving. It, it's it's not dry, which is why so many people say say they hate turkey, and it's just it's a tragedy because they don't know how to cook it. But all right, we did enough of that last week. I'm continuing down this week, so <laughs> go ahead, Will. <laughs> well. I've been sick for the last week, so if I sound super disgusting, my bad. Uh, but you know what? I took three COVID tests. Don't have that, so thankful for that. Um, I got to go stand in a park and watch our uh, lovely hometown pub have their Thanksgiving soccer game, England versus the world. I was definitely wearing the wrong colors because I root for the wrong team. Whatever. Uh, a good time was had by all, so I got some football on Thanksgiving. Uh, and I get to go watch wrestling this week. And that's the most important thing in the world, aside from the Merseyside Derby. No, I'm good save there. Well, good save. Um, <laughs> well, a lot has happened since uh, you have been last on the pod, Will. And we had a full slate of games. Actually, we did not have a full slate of games. Burnley against uh, Tottenham got cancelled. Antonio Conte probably happy after having an embarrassing result in the Europa League. Um any results that stand out to you, Will? I'm not going to get my shit out of the way. I We had a really good performance, and I had a really shitty Saturday. So it made me feel real good, and I just want to get that one out of the way. Um, I'm going to cover the elephant in the room. I was expecting United to come out and be a shambles, and they put out a level-headed and pretty decent performance. So the most surprising results of this weekend, I thought Chelsea was about to spank that ass, and United, via two European Cup winning managers on the sidelines, director of football. There was a bunch of hands in the pot, and they did a pretty good job of making sure that nothing overboiled. So I'm not going to say I'm impressed with United, but I think it's okay. Yeah, so I I kind of felt the same about United. I don't know that I expected them to kind of have a, a weaker performance. I, I expected United to be a lot better after finally getting the weight of Will Ole be sacked or not, just kind of off their back, and they can kind of just focus on playing football again. So I expected a, a better performance from them. I wasn't sure it was going to be enough to to avoid getting beat by Chelsea, but uh, you know they played well. They took advantage of the opportunity when it presented it, and it, boy, did it was it presented to United <laughs> in that match. But I I thought they I thought they played pretty well overall for that game. Especially, you know, anytime you have an interim manager situation that you kind of know is truly interim. Like, it, it, it's not necessarily a, like, maybe if he does well, it's permanent. Like, I think you know that Carrick, for sure, is an interim manager. And I think United played well and, and, and saw through that. So, I, I think that's kind of fair credit to them. Kind of the other match that I had highlighted um, – was was Villa being Palace? Like I think Palace has gotten off to a very good start this year, and Villa has kind of struggled a little bit. And I wasn't sure that Jared was going to be able to turn around th- that quickly. And you know, it's only a couple games in, so maybe let's not get too carried away. Uh, but you know, I don't know. Like Jared, you know, got the better of Vieira, and he didn't get to say that that much while he was in the Premier League. So like. Good for him. Eh, it's always a dig, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I 
do agree, both for Vela and Norwich, like Steven Gerrard coming in and on the other side, you have Dean Smith taking over at Norwich and like he's kind of gotten a couple of results. So I think that it, it, it's worked out better than I expected. I It would be an absolute job if he keeps uh, Norwich up this season, you know. So that definitely, I, I think the one to really, that really stood out to me was um, ultimately like, the Chelsea United game, like as Will said, just because we just saw United like absolutely get slapped at home by Liverpool and City. Like those games weren't even close. Like once Liverpool took the lead, it was over. Once City took the lead, it was over. And Chelsea here like just could not do enough. And maybe if Lukaku's playing, it's a different game. But like I was told earlier this season that uh, people were scared of Chelsea and like Tuko was the next greatest thing and here we are like seriously like i i think they should be playing better that was a bad game i in if they are going to win the league they're going to have to play a lot better than that that's all like that that's primarily my takeaway from the weekend outside of that um west ham after that liverpool game uh kind of have fallen apart i well i don't know i i don't want to get too carried away with losing the city as falling apart like i i do think that Lots of good teams lose the city at Etihad. You throw in some snow, which, I mean, maybe should have benefited uh, West Ham more than, than City. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm never quite sure if people, if it's actually as much of an equalizer as people think it is. Like, part of me thinks that if you have more technical ability when the snow comes, like, you're the only one who's able to to control the ball and that sort of thing. Whereas everyone else is just kind of kicking it. So I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what to make of that, but I don't want to take too much away from West Ham uh, for that game. I, the scoreline kind of flattered them a little bit because like Lanzini just comes on bangs in a stunner, uh, kind of like he did against Spurs. Hilarious. It was so last good. Year. It was so uh, good. Yeah. 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 I mean, for I, sure. I, 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 you know what? So thank, thank you, Lanzini, for destroying all those motherfucking clean sheets on FPL. Thank you. You're, <laughs> like, you're an FPL legend. I, I had Kinsolo, and I was like, "Yep, that's fine." Like, so many other people are gonna be, so many other people are gonna be ruined by this more than just me, me with Kinsolo. So, like, fine, it's cool. So he, the only thing I'll say about West Ham, and we're gonna get started with the preview, is. Their next four games include Brighton, Chelsea, Arsenal, Burnley. So they are going to have to play their best football if they're like, we'll have to see uh, how this whole situation turns up. But something else we'll have to see is how these midweek games turn up because you know what? Festive Premier League football is back. And now that I actually have to go to the office, I'll have to figure out ways to actually watch the game. But uh, having said that, uh, Braden, do you want to give them a rundown on how we're going to preview the 10 upcoming games? Yeah, so just to speak to a point to that, um, as your resident IT professional, some people think that if you stream in a private browser at the office that somehow the IT department can't figure <laughs> out that that's, that you're streaming it. That That's not at all true. Like, Trust me, your IT professional does not care, but they, they also definitely can, can find out if you are streaming. So... Like just a quick note on that: the private browser doesn't doesn't do anything um, as far as keeping your boss from finding out uh, what's going on there. Just just a word of caution for everyone. 
Uh, so as far as what we're doing, as far as previewing, uh, what we do every week is we uh, take the 10 games that are uh, going to be played. We uh, we have uh, one unit for each game, so 100 virtual pod bucks, as we like to call them, that we'll sp- spend on the three-way money line. So um, home team, away team, or a draw. And uh, we'll tally all that up, see how it goes on the next podcast, and um, kind of hold ourselves accountable and uh, see how it goes. Absolutely. And the first game to kick things off are Newcastle taking on Norwich. Newcastle at minus 105. Norwich at plus 280. Draw at plus 225. Over-unders at 2.5. Given on Norwich played recently, that seems a little harsh, Bryn. Yeah, I I don't really know what to make of Norwich right now. Like, they are getting some results. And similarly, I'm not sure what to make of Newcastle. Like, they are not getting results. And I didn't see that much from when they played Arsenal to suggest that it's going to magically turn around with Eddie Howe. Like, I think it will take some time. uh, And I think it will take January transfer window uh, to kind of turn around a little bit. But I I don't know. I, I was expecting a little bit more from Newcastle with Eddie Howe. And, and I, I know he made a comment in the pre-match about how, you know, he was out with COVID, so he didn't get much time on the training pitch. So, so maybe that changes with this. Um, I am going to go with a draw. Like, I do think that under Dean Smith, Norwich have gotten a little bit more organized and are playing a little bit better. I, I do think that Newcastle offers enough, like, chaos an attack like I I don't necessarily want to call it like a great attack but they have players who can make a difference whether it's uh like St. Maximum with his speed and dribbling ability you've got uh, also Almiron with the pace like they they have players who can who can make a little bit of a difference and do a little bit of something out of nothing and so I I think there'll be enough to get a goal or two but I I do think that Norwich are a better team than this line implies. I'm going to go with a draw here. I don't know, Braden. It sounds like you're describing situational talent to me, but that's fine. Um, I'm going to... <laughs> His face is making me laugh even harder. Um, I, I just... I thought we agreed that situational talent was set pieces, and Newcastle aren't good at that. I don't know. It, look, look. It's been used over multiple sports now, from what I've seen in the past couple weeks, so it's a thing, and I'm going to stick with it. Uh, this Norwich team has gotten a tidbit better. I'm not going to say world-beatingly better, but they look a more competent side. Newcastle look exactly the same, which is okay until it's not. Uh, So I'm going to go with Brayden here. I'm going to pick a draw. I feel Newcastle is going to come out swinging, and they're going to look a better side than we expected. And then I feel Norwich is going to step up to that and look a better side than we expected. They're both going to look shit, but it's going to be okay. It'll end 2-2. Uh, actually, yeah, it'll end 2-2, and I'll take the over. Uh, because at some point, they got to score, and it's got to be exciting. So why not here? You know what? I- I'm going to go ahead and take Norwich in this game. Um, I think there's a tiny bit of chance they come out and win, and I think Newcastle have been kind of dreadful. The only team worse than them since the seventh week has been Manchester United. So <coughs> Norwich... They're up, um, and maybe they're going to win. Moving on to the next game, a game between two teams that 
you know, people always say play very entertaining football, so it should make for an entertaining game. Leeds United against Crystal Palace. Leeds at plus 145, Palace at plus 195, draw at plus 215, over-unders at two and a half. Will, what do you make Leeds so far? Like, th- this is not being good enough, in my opinion, for the standard that they had set for themselves. And uh, do you think they're burning out? I don't necessarily want to say burning out just because I like to be nice. Um, but I'm not about to be nice about my pick. So I'm taking Palace because I, I don't know if it's... Bielsa has just Bielsa them to death and like they're running on sixes and sevens. I don't know, but like it's not the same lead side that we thought were going to be buzzing around like light European places this time, this time of year, last year, a lot of words there. Um, And this palace team seem a better side. I've said it before. Vieira has a vision and they have talent and, and they actually played decent football. And I'm going to do something I normally never do on the show. I'm going to take Palace because this lead team looks terribly uninspired, much like their kits last week, which were just like recycled ones from City. Legit, they look like City. It was weird. Yeah, so for me, this is really interesting because I'm taking a look at the expected goal stats uh, since uh, October, basically. So tried to get out a little bit of early season adjustment transfer window, that sort of thing, and just take from October on. And uh, Crystal Palace are currently third since then, expected goals allowed, as well as, like, Leeds are sixth in the league and expected goals allowed since the start of October. And so uh, I I won't bury the lead here. I think you should take the under. Like, I think this is a great <laughs> one for that. Um, and that may be a foreshadowing. A teaser, as they call in the industry, for later. Look at him. Uh, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like I do think that Crystal Palace is playing. Um, they, I think they've kind of underperformed some of their advanced metrics uh, so far since then. I, I'm gonna go with Palace. I think the odds are right, and I I kind of think that there is something not quite right about this Leeds team. But I think they're starting to figure. Like I think they figured some things out defensively, and just has not clicked up front for them yet and uh, there may be a point that it clicks and it's like great and we're like okay like they have something here but until i see that happen i'm probably just not going to take them so for for me it's going to be palace that's fair um i am gonna go with palace as well i think the game the matchup to watch in this game is really gonna be something fascinating which is uh, Connor gallagher against calvin phillips i think how they both navigate each other is going to be very fascinating. And like how, um, I guess who wins the game is going to be a bit too much given they're both midfield players and like Leeds attack has not been great. But, um, I think Calvin Phillips is not being good. He got subbed and like the whole thing with Bielsa that's uh, gone on. I mean, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting matchup. And, uh, I think Gallagher's going to show some very fast... Like, he's going to give Gareth Southgate even more selection headaches going... Like, I think he's performed great. He's got his call up, and I believe he's just going to keep performing better and better. And it's kind of scary to think that uh, Chelsea is probably going to be able to seemingly replace or put him in the team, rather. So, that I'm going to take Palace. I think Leeds are shite so far, and they're yeah. not going to get better. Um 
Moving on to the next game, Southampton against Leicester. Southampton a plus 140, Leicester at minus 190. Uh, draw at plus 245, over-unders at three. Well, Hasnul has had quite the torrid time the last couple of weeks. Do you, this is a perfect situation for him against a decent Leicester side to like get his team rallied up and you know take advantage of, a, I guess, still a vulnerable Leicester side, I'd say. Yeah, nah. Um, look, Southampton, a more exciting Newcastle vibe is the best way I'm going to describe Southampton. Ironic that they're the two teams that I always talk about aside from Liverpool. Um, it's the same vibe, and that same vibe leads me to believe that Leicester, hot off of a win that they really needed, even though it wasn't against ops, uh, opposition that we really thought was going to be you know, super tough, Leads fly high when they fly high, if that that makes no sense. But, like, when they win, they typically continue to win, especially against opposition that's not going to offer them a lot. I don't think the Southampton team has a lot in them. I think that maybe the two teams I'll be talking about all the time are going to be in some sort of duel here shortly. Um, but we'll talk about that at a later date. I'm going to take Leicester. I, there's no value in this. I think Leicester's just better than Southampton at this point, so I'm not even going to try to, you know, be be nonsensical about it. Just give it to fucking Lester. Yeah, this one's a difficult one for me to place exactly. Like, I, I've i been very critical about Lester at times this season, and I don't know that, like, they've been great overall the whole season. They've been playing a little bit better recently. And so, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where exactly to place the Southampton team, because... There are times that they look pretty decent. There are times that they look like a, a relegation uh, favorite team. I kind of think that Rodgers will have Lester mostly ready to play uh, for this. Like, I, I do think that he'll be able to handle the press of Southampton and and, and deal with what they uh, and deal with the challenges that they pre- present. St. Mary's can be difficult at times, but I'm not going to be too worried about that overall. I'm going to take Leicester here, but you can kind of see a few different options. Um, but I I think it's going to be Leicester. Yeah, I mean, I, I am not inclined to believe in Southampton until they prove me otherwise. You know, that, that's where I'm at with Southampton. And Leicester, clearly, if you give them a shot, they are going to go out and win the game. Um, so I'll take Leicester. I, I would take the under, but, uh, we'll have to see. Uh, moving on to the next one, Watford at plus 800 at home against Chelsea and minus 300 draw at plus 400 over unders at three. Brent, do you think there'll be a lot of recency bias in how Chelsea failed to be Man United and people are going to overlook a minus 300 or do you think there's a legitimate shot at victory for Watford here? No, I I don't think that at all. Like I, Watford are a team that has a few guys who can like hit you on the counter and that sort of thing, but they're not they're not as good as Chelsea. And, and Chelsea are just all across the pitch. They're a better team. I it, I know it's a London derby, like that can play into it, but I just I don't really see that as being. I don't really see that as being a differentiating factor. Like I, I think this is going to be Chelsea, and I can't really see Watford coming away from much with this. Here's the thing: they'll win your money, and sometimes you just got to be 
sometimes you just have to see with your eyes because apparently I'm Yogi Bear today and just saying obvious shit. Uh, Chelsea are better than Watford, and you don't have to make any bones about it. Like, if this were real money, I ain't touching this with a fucking stick because I feel like Chelsea are going to walk them off the park. Uh, again, it's London Derby. Crazier things have happened. I could make the Watford joke since I wasn't here last week, but I don't even fucking feel like doing that shit because this is a walk in the goddamn park. Chelsea's going to take this. Damn. Uh, I am going to go with Chelsea in this game as well. I think it should be pretty straightforward. And uh, overall, I think um, they're just a better team. So, Chelsea. Over-under, I might take the over, though, in this situation. Uh, moving on to the next game. A game that I'm looking forward to a lot. West Ham at minus 110 at home, taking on Brighton at plus 290. Draw at plus 270. Over-under is at three. This feels like a good bounce-back spot after everything I've said about uh, West Ham. They should go out and take care of business. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like, I, I think that West Ham are a team... Like, I, I don't think that they're going to be that deflated from the Man City match. Like I think there's, whether you want to blame it on the weather, I think there's some mitigating circumstances. Whether you just want to blame it on the fact that Man City are a really fucking good team, um, whichever. Like I, I think I don't think Man City is going to be too. Uh, dw- I don't think they're going to dwell on that match too much, and I don't think it's going to be a massive hangover from it. So, I think they come back out in this match. They're at home. I think that they probably take it to Brighton in this match. Like I, I know that Brighton play decent football at times. Like they, they do have a couple of decent players. Like I I like what they do sometimes with Trossard as a false nine and kinda with some of the movement they can create up front, Lamptey being fit uh, makes them a little bit more dangerous. But I just think that West Ham are just a better team overall playing at a high level right now. Uh, so I'm going to take West Ham here. I, I think it's pretty straightforward. It's an eye test thing for me, and I feel like West Ham right now passed the eye test just a tip it more than Brighton. These are two teams who I want to watch play, and I feel like this is going to be a good match. And again, this is one of those where it's like I may not make the most out of it, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do what the heart wants, uh, and that's take West Ham. I like this West Ham team. I expect a good performance. I think Brighton's going to put up a – the way we felt about West Ham against City is the way that people are going to feel about Brighton against West Ham. Damn, they tried real hard. They're going to be good at the of City because, like, that's, like, God tier. Uh, I've lost the analogy. I'm going to take West Ham. Nick, um, I'm going to go with West Ham as well in this situation. I do not believe in Brighton. I don't think it's going to be as much of a gap as uh, – well, you just suggested as like Man City, West Ham, and like West Ham and Brighton. I think Brighton are a good team. They're going to hold their own in this game. But just be, I, I think if Tariq Lamptey has a day, I, I think West Ham's going to have some trouble. Like with the way West Ham play, there are going to be spaces to be exploited. And I think Lamptey is a player who can definitely come out and exploit. So that's going to be another fascinating uh, battle to watch, in my opinion. Uh, but Antonio should be good enough for. Uh, Brighton, at least. Moving on to the next game, Burn. Uh, sorry, Wolves at home at minus 115, taken on Burnley at plus 340, draw at plus 250, over-unders at two and a half. Will, are you boys in beige going to do something or Wolves are finally, you know, kicking on? Uh, 
Wolves are going to get gone. Um, decent performances by players on Burnley's squad. I'm not going to give them all that credit. Um, but, but this is a Wolves team who seemed just a tidbit better than Burnley team. I'm not going to miss words. I'm not going to waste a bunch of time. I'm going to take Wolves. You know what? I want to be smart this week. So maybe not with my money, but with my football acumen. So, again, I test Wolves. Again, if Burnley win this, might put my fist through a window. Yeah, for me, Wolves should win this match, but I don't know. Like, part of me thinks that when I look at the Wolves teams right now, I don't know that they're really scoring that much. I think that Burnley are a team that can frustrate teams that don't score that much. And I don't know. Like, part of me thinks that this is a chance that Burnley can just go and grind out a result of some kind. So I'm going to go with a draw in this match. I think that. You know, Burnley didn't have the match to play uh, this past weekend. Maybe they're a little bit fresher. I, I don't know how much that's really going to matter right now for two teams that aren't in European competition, but I I don't know. Like, maybe that makes a little bit of difference. Maybe, like, Burnley are just a little bit sharper on the day. Um, so I'm going to go with the draw here. Dang. Uh, in this situation, i got to go with the Wolves. I think... There are going to be enough. There's going to be enough on Wolves, I think, to break down a Burnley. Even though it sounds weird to say, like I think Burnley play up when it's the bigger teams. I think this is a game at Wolves. Molyneux is a tough place. I think Wolves take care of business. So I'm gonna go with Wolves. Moving on, Aston Villa against Manchester City. Gerard taking on Pep Guardiola. Villa at plus 700 draw at minus 280. Oh, City at minus 280 draw at plus 400. Over under is at two and a half. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm gonna make the pick right here. I'm gonna go with fucking Steven Gerrard. I think he's gonna show the ball for at some levels. Let's go Aston Villa. Well, are you gonna echo that sentiment? I'm not gonna echo it completely. I love Stevie the most, but I'm also not brave enough to bet on a plus seven. So I'm going to take the draw because I do think that could occasionally frustrate a city team who can occasionally be found out defensively if a team plays very fucking excitedly. So Stevie, give them boys some extra fucking coffee and Pep, shave your head the other way and let me get this draw. I don't know what to say. I just kind of want Villa to take one off of City because I think that sometimes City can be susceptible. And this Villa team is really excited to play really well for their bright and shiny new manager whose name is on the back of a lot of shirts in my house. And it's going to do well. So, hey, Stevie, go ahead and get that draw. And I'm going to take 2-2 because I feel like that would pay me out better than plus 700. That's just really scary to bet for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think this is going a little aggressive. Like I so to <laughs> me the subplot is like Grealish returning home to Villa. Like in in how is that going to be a thing um for me it's still City. Like City's just a much better team than Villa are right now. I know Villa are playing better than they they were previously in the season, but I I don't think that I I don't think that Jared has made them that much better so i i'm gonna go with city here still well fuck y'all um <laughs> mo- moving on to the next game everton against liverpool the big time muzzy side derby 
we should not be very big this time around given Everton's uh, title challenge uh, lasted three weeks just like last year. Everton at plus 600 at home against Liverpool at minus 260. Draw at plus 400. Over-unders at three. Will, this should really be another one of those stomping performances from Liverpool, right? I legitimately, we're the best football team in the world. Yes, we are. And right now, we're way better than Everton. And I'm pretty sure that everyone sitting on this fucking call right now can say that their club's better than Everton. So, yeah. Um, it's time to whoop that ass. And I'm going to... I'm going to shave Tim Howard's beard. Like, that's where I am right now. Like, we're going to beat them. And we're going to beat them handily. And if we don't, and this gets chopped up with fucking Arlo White over my voice, it's fine. Because I still got Origi, and that memory is way better than whatever the fuck gets chopped up later on this week. If I just doom myself, I also get to watch wrestling, so I'm going to be okay. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm so scared I just doom my team now. I need to let everyone know that. No, don't, don't worry, Will. I'm also going to take Everton here. Er, no, excuse me. I'm not taking Everton. What am I talking about? I'm also going to take Liverpool here. Uh, so, so you don't have to worry about getting clipped, clipped up by yourself. Uh, I, I don't have any insight in this other, other than like... Everton have been miserable uh, the last few matches. Like I mentioned uh, earlier in the in the uh, Leeds match, that uh, uh, like looking at like since October or so for performance, like Everton have played seven, one zero, drawn two, lost five. Like they are just playing terrible right now. And I know that like Calvert Lewin not being fit is a part of that, but like it it can't just be that, right? So I'm taking Liverpool here. I this really should just be a a, a dominating Liverpool performance. It, it, and if it's not like you just chalk it up to the derby type things. Like I mean I don't know. Like weird things have happened. Like Alabama was supposed to beat Auburn by three touchdowns <laughs> this past weekend and had to grind out four overtime. I don't want to talk about college football. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry, Will. Answer pin. Sorry. I'm sorry Thank for you. your loss. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to go with Liverpool in this game as well. Uh, like, at minus 260, I know it's a rivalry game. And, um, I mean, Will, I hope, like, your uh, bad juju from the rivalry games walked away after Saturday and Sunday. Because if you lose another rivalry game, I feel like you might just fucking explode on Wednesday. Call me Sherman because I'm burning this town to the ground. In case you didn't know where we lived, that would you know, it, it will be funny <laughs> to put ten bucks on fucking uh, Everton in that situation just because plus six hundred decent odds. Um, moving on to the next one, Antonio Conte and Spurs at minus one sixty take on Brentford at plus four hundred, draw at plus two ninety, over unders at two and a half. Brayden, do you think that we are going to see improvements because? starting to look like and like this is just my guess right now that maybe just maybe the players are a bigger problem at Spurs than the manager itself yeah like I uh, by that I mean the quality not the actual like attitude or anything like that yeah no I think that's fair like I do think that I you know content kind of alluded to it after the I I honestly forget who they lost to in the conference league but bro they uh, weren't a team a decade ago Right, right, yeah, yeah. The Prince uh, it, team, because they were in purple. That's who they are. 
the football team formerly known as. Known as. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But, like, Conte kind of alluded to it in saying, like, that this is a bigger job than he, he thought it was coming in. They had more work. Now, I don't know how much of that is just, like, his way of telling Daniel Levy to, like, open up that checkbook. But, or, or how much of that is, like, how he actual, actually feels. But, like, it does kind of feel like there's a message being sent to players of, we we need better, and so you can decide if we're getting better from you or we're getting better from players who are going to come into this club, um, and, and you're going to be shipped out to Burnley. Well, we'll let's just say it. you're going to Burnley. Um, so I I don't know what to think about this. Like I think that Brentford has struggled a little bit uh, in the past few weeks or so. Like I I know they kept a clean sheet this past week. Uh, but they've kind of, I, I know there's a loss to Norwich in there. Like it's, it hasn't been great for Brentford recently. And so I kind of think this is a good spot for Spurs. Again, they also like Burnley did not play this weekend. So perhaps they get a little bit sharper. Um, so I'm going to go with Spurs in this match. Perhaps the Brentford press can present some problems. Like I, I do think there's a case for, you know, when you think of some of those center backs and, and midfielders for Spurs, are they going to be able to handle the Brentford press? I think that's the key matchup of this week for this match, not the week overall. <laughs> That'll come at a later date. Um, uh, yeah, here's me going with the money instead of my head. I'm going to take Brentford. Um, everything that we said about, like, if Everton win, you can chalk it up to the Derby. It's not a London derby in the sexiest sense of the words, no matter how good I feel about Brentford Stadium. That's right. I'm going to keep bringing it up until you go look it up at home. I can feel you going to Google right now. Um, But, like, Brentford can show up and do something. This Spurs team is susceptible. This Brentford team, it's like, I know we keep saying they're a decent outfit, but, like, when we say that, we mean that a team like Spurs, who has that name of Spurs, can show up on the day lay a fucking dookie turd and let Brentford look a class side. I'm calling the dookie turd today. Dumbass bet of the week. Putting it on Brentford. It's going to win me money. And you know what? I've been Tony for two. Fuck it. Damn. Um, I'm going to go with a draw in this situation. I think a Spurs win is likely, but at minus 160, it feels a bit too much, in my opinion. Um, So I'm going to go with uh, a draw in this game um moving on to the final game the big game of the midweek slate there used to be a time when this game meant so much to the actual premier league title and now it's been like relegated to midweek like year after year it's like only united and arsenal fans get absolutely psyched about it and nobody else really gives a fuck apparently so a midweek slate between united and arsenal united surprisingly at minus 105 Arsenal at minus 260, draw at plus 285, over-unders at three. Will, I'm going to let you go first just because I feel like Braden and I are going to have to have a lot to talk about. And I'm going to let you guys do all that talking. Um, Because of everything I said about United and how kind of like, oh, all right, I felt about them. Part of me did want to take them in this match because I feel like this Arsenal side is ready to take a scalp of a team with a name. But I don't know if it's United right now. But and I decided that none of y'all are taking a scalp, and it's going to be a draw because 
two teams meeting in the middle. One team's going this way. One team's going this way. Um, but you're going to meet in the middle, and it's just going to stymie itself out, and everyone's going to hate everything, and it's going to be a fucking draw. It's going to be an exciting draw, specifically because it's in the middle of the fucking week, and all the good shit happens when you can't watch it all the way. But it's going to be a draw, because the teams are going to meet in the middle. I like this Arsenal squad. I saw a lot out of them last week. This United team looked not like a hot mess which sounds so condescending, and I don't mean it that way, but the way that the media and everyone I talked to had made it seem, I was going to go out there and watch a bunch of fucking dudes who had broken legs and, like, paper skin and glass bones, and y'all showed up and played a decent shift. You will both show up and play a decent shift against each other, and a good time will be had by all. Including me, I guess. Because I'll be at wrestling, and I won't care. It's a draw. Alright, so... Before we get into picks specifically, I, I'm very curious to see how you see this game going, Sapoon, because I, I know you guys were very compact and, and focused on like shutting down Chelsea in that match. Do you think that with you guys playing at home at Old Trafford for this match, do you think you come out with a similar strategy, or do you think it's a little bit more adventurous in this match? Uh, I mean, I don't know how, how much more adventurous we can really be. Like, I think trying to press Arsenal in the half-ass way we press is, go is going to cause more trouble than actually be beneficial. So I see us play with Ronaldo up top, with Bruno at the 10, and like Rashford and Sancho on the wings and just kind of like go for it. Like, kind of go for it from time to time, but like also give Arsenal the ball and see if we can counter but I do not see us like play with Matic, Fred, and McTominay in the midfield in this game. Yeah, I think that's fair. And honestly, I am not sure that like sitting back and countering uh, like this Arsenal back line is is the way to go. To be honest, like I, I think that this this group of players is pretty happy to play like with a high line on the front foot and and defend a counter like that um so i don't know like i think that's going to be an interesting like battle between the two i i i don't know like to me this is very difficult to assess based on uh you know you we've got uh carrick in there's not really a whole lot for you know arsenal to look at and game plan around like i think it's just kind of you're gonna go out and say like this is what they did we'll try to match around that but like you don't really know a manager's tendencies or anything like that when he's only managed like two or three matches um similarly like Saka being out is gonna hurt Arsenal like I know Martinelli came on had a brilliant cameo against Newcastle but like with all due respect that's Newcastle like I whoever unite whether it's Tellez Shaw whoever whoever they put left back is going to be more capable of defending than Matt Ritchie is. Uh, so I, I'm not sure what to make of that injury either. Draw is tempting to me. Um, I don't know. Like the homer in me is going to go with Arsenal here. I think you're getting the odds and, and that's really what it's about is that you're getting what I think is a pretty even matchup between these two teams and you're getting a, you're getting one of the teams at plus 260, so I'm going to take Arsenal in that. Like, I think this is a much more even matchup than this line implies. And so, 
that's what kind of leads me to take Arsenal in this uh, in this fixture. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, uh, so what, one of the things that like I forgot to mention is like we really we dropped Ronaldo and really pressed that back three for Chelsea, and we were like making it tough for them. And Fred had a good game. McTominay had a good game. Like overall, it seemed. But so. Okay, here's a question. Do you think Arsenal can play out the back better than Chelsea can? Mm-hmm. That's tricky. Like, I think that Arsenal are probably more dedicated to playing out the back than Chelsea are. And I think that they kind of have a setup to do it better than Chelsea do. Like, I think the, I think setting up with the four at the back and, and kind of the way that Arsenal, like, position that with it's kind of like a Arsenal really play three at the back, even if they like align with four at the back. But I think, I think they create connections to play out from the back better than Chelsea do. Is that an individual talent thing? Like not really. Like I think Chelsea's individual talent is just as capable, but I think Arsenal are a little bit more committed to it and are a little bit more capable of it than Chelsea are. That's fair. I mean, I guess the wild card in that situation becomes um, Aaron Ramsdale. Because I think like yeah. if he can ping a couple balls from the back, because Mendy can't really do that. Um, I think if Ramsdale can do that, that could really cut open a United defense that might try to press. But, um, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you right there, Brayden. I, I think it's going to be Arsenal. I, think, I don't think a soccer injury should move the line as much. And I think... United had the adrenaline, you know, like Ole is gone. You had Villarreal, like it was must-win Champions League game away. You win that. Chelsea, all odds are against you, kind of a us-against-the-world situation. You rally the troops. And this now, it's like a waiting game. Like, it's we're throwing a game away because we can't get the motherfucking visa done quick. Like, that, that's essentially it. Like, you know, I, I, I think that's what it's come down to. And... Yeah, I, I I think Arsenal just are are a smidge better than Man United right now. I think people will say like Arsenal's played better and all of that, and you know, you can have your opinion about that. I don't think they're that much. Better. I think we'll see that over the course of the season. But as things stand, I have to take Arsenal, and I, I do not think it's going to be an entertaining game. To be honest, I think it's going to be a very terrible game to watch. Like I that think would it's going to be great foreshadowing. No. <laughs> no. So those are our picks for the 10 games. Let's hope none of them get snowed out again. Should have looked at the weather forecast for that. But uh, something that is in the forecast are our prop bets. And we will be back with them on the second segment. Cheers. What is up, guys? We are back with the second segment with our parlays where you can go in and make some uh, real good money. So, Will, you want to give us your team parlay first? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I decided to go match specific here and go with uh, everyone on the podcast's teams. Uh, so for the team, I decided to go with you guys. So uh, I said I thought it was going to be exciting. I got uh, the over two for you guys to score uh, goal, goals in the first half. So get the fuck out, y'all. Hundred. Uh, Obviously, if I think both teams are going to score and in the first half, uh, I should go ahead and take that bet too. That pays out plus 320. Uh, and then I got Arsenal taking the first quarter for plus 120. 
just just because. Oh my god, this game needs to be the game of my fucking youth, otherwise I'm going to get shafted. So just to clarify, it's over two in the first half. Yes. Yeah. Exciting. I told you. <laughs> All right. So for me, I am maybe a little bit conservative this week. I, I don't know. I've got um, Palace Leeds. I talked about this earlier in the podcast since October. Both have been very stingy on the expected goals, if less so on the actual goals. Uh, I'm going to trust in those advanced metrics and we'll see where it goes. Uh, but I'm taking the under two and a half. I've got Watford and Chelsea. I'm taking the opposite with the over two and a half. And I'm taking the West Ham money line. I think it's a good bounce back spot for West Ham as we kind of discussed. A hundred pod bucks there pays out a nice 627 pod dollars and 99 pod cents for a, a tidy little return uh, for those three bets. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Liverpool Everton over two and a half. United Arsenal under three and a half and Spurs Brentford over two and a half. I think these are pretty straightforward games. I, I think it's I Liverpool should absolutely slap Everton. Um, United Arsenal, I do not think is going to see a whole lot of games given Arsenal's good defensive uh, recent showing. And, you know, United might give up five goals, but that's a different case. Um, and then you've got. Spurs Brentford I I think finally you're gonna see uh, a side in Spurs that like is somewhat improved I think and like Brentford are there for the taking and I definitely expect uh, them to go down against Spurs so or not go down but concede a decent amount against Spurs so having said that we move on to the player parlays Britain why don't you kick us off yeah so for me and I, I always enjoy the player parlays a bit more um, I'm going to take, I'm going to start off. If you've listened to this podcast over the past couple of years, you know, my adoration for Callum Wilson, I'm going to Callum Wilson with two shots on goal versus Norwich. I think it's a pretty good spot for him to, to come up and get at a couple shots. I, I also expect him to get a goal. So if you want to take that instead, go right ahead. I've got a Mohamed Salah goal and a Gabriel Jesus one or more shots on goal. Um, 100 pod bucks there. Pays out 538. A little bit more conservative than it could be. But um, I, I think this is a pretty good shot at hitting. Um, so I'm going to keep it fairly safe there. Well, conservative. I'm going to go stupid. Um, I feel like everyone everyone these days uh, has Mo for at least one goal. So fuck you guys. I'm taking two. Um, Townsend. Uh, oh, also, this is all from the same match like the last one. I forgot to say that this is Everton versus Liverpool. Uh, I'm gonna take Townsend getting two shots on goal. Uh, and Richarlison is gonna get a card. Just it's gonna happen. So, and I, I don't even give a shit what color. If I could bet on color, I'd pick red every time. But with the bets I have made from this Merseyside derby, it'll make you a hot two thousand four hundred seventy-two dollars. And fifty cents for bubble gum for your mama. So yeah, suck on that. I guess. Why did I say that? <laughs> All right. Uh, so for my 
parlay. I'm going to go with a five-player parlay here. I'm going to go with Mikel Antonio to have a goal, Jamie Vardy to have a goal, Mo Salah to have a goal, Harry Kane to have a goal, and Ronaldo to have a goal. I think if you realistically look at it, they all have pretty good matchups. Uh, the odds are plus 31-21. So I think they're pretty decent odds given um, how... Their oppositions line up. I think Ronaldo and Kane probably are the two wild cards in there, given the odds are not great. But uh, outside of that, I think everybody else should be good to go. So that is my player parlay. That is it from us. We'll be back later this week because there are games this weekend as well. So we'll be covering them. We'll be able to go over some of these big games. And we'll see as the season starts to take shape and, you know, December's here. We're about to really get into the groove and we're going to have to see how all of these teams do moving forward. So we'll see you later this week. Cheers, guys. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit.